Welcome to another episode of the Hoffcast. Doom, doom, bip, everyone. <laughs> I can tell by the way Clinton's looking at me that he has no idea what that is. Uh, he'll, he'll be educated on it. I'm talking to multi-talented Clinton Pickens, actor, comedian, husband, beard wearer. <laughs> you ran out of talent so quick. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't have time to list actor, them all. comedian, uh, beard. husband. <laughs> That's a talent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that we're still together what, is just going what, what other talents <laughs> would you like the people to know about Clinton? Actor, comedian. Musician. Husband. Musician. Right? Yeah. The, you do music? I do music. I do music. I surround myself with much more talented musicians, and that kind of helps. Well, that makes sense yeah. why you're here. <laughs> oh, with you. me i am uh, i'm much very talented, talented <laughs> much more talented. musician i was I in said... a band for six months we wrote we played one live show okay but we i think we broke up because nobody could decide what uh to name the band oh that's crucial i it, think most most people have a like a bitchin name for their band and, and then they're terrible. And then they're ter- Dude, I liked where we were. I mean, we were going to play crappy music. I was right. we were all influenced by like crappy punk music of the early 2000s. So just mainly Rancid and Green Day. <laughs> Green Day was right there. Yeah, dude. Uh we had one song that we wrote. The first song we wrote together, we, we were writing like as we were kind of riffing and and doing our thing, we we're like there were these different sections of the song and each one We'd say, oh, we should play here. We should play that part that kind of sounds like Blink or here. We should right. play that part that sounds like MXPX. And so when we were writing the song up on the board in the room where we were playing, we would just write MXPX and then next Green Day and then next Blink 182 and then My Chemical Roman or whatever it was. The whole song was written not in notes or chords or anything, but Ideas. by influence. By influence. Yeah. You were just a band of plagiarizers. <laughs> Essentially, we were just playing like each song contained five different band styles. Amazing. And, and we were just combining like, all our favorite things into every, one. Every uh, every act that you just mentioned was fantastic. So like you chose great people to I am convinced that what we wrote and we had three original songs. Okay. And I liked all three of them. I mean, I was in the band, so <laughs> I was a part of it. But our uh I'm not going to say I was the least talented. I was the least talented musician in our band. We had a bassist who knew what he was doing. We had a lead guitarist who knew what he was doing. We had a drummer who knew what he was doing. And I was... Were you vocals? I, I was... Me and the other guitarist like split vocals. Okay. But I was like rhythm guitarist. I was just the guy there yeah. filling yeah. the silence. Um, but your stage presence i that's what i felt like i as a performer yeah. i felt like this is what i'm bringing to it guys you were the jagger i'm the mick of your group i'm the nick okay i'm the I mean, nick jagger mick jagger is a extremely talented musician so i don't want to like well he doesn't play any instrument he does does he i think so he just sings he i mean i think and he runs around as a 70 year old like listen 90 pound guy his ability to have not died <laughs> that, that's is, a musician is uh fantastic i mean he's a cut above but i i think he is probably it's like the, i remember the first time i saw um steven tyler and Aerosmith. Yeah. yeah uh when he the first time i saw him on stage play 
an instrument. Like he plays harmonica a lot, but he also like uh, played guitar in one song. Right? Did he? Yeah. I mean, okay, I, but like, like crappy. When I saw them. Probably. I mean, maybe, but compared to me, I was, and it's like I don't think you can be Mick Jagger or Steven Tyler. I don't think you can be among those guys for decades and not be like pretty good at something at some point you pick yeah. up a guitar you bang on a drum yeah you can you can do it yeah well i i was i was the guy that could barely do it although okay. you know with practice you can learn a guitar song so i i was able to play most things but we and we had another guitarist to play the hard stuff and you, <laughs> anytime yeah. we wrote something that was kind of hard i was like you you take that this one's for you <laughs> this one's you i'm just gonna sing you what i want you to play <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of you know what there were times when i was like writing a song and I, I could play certain things, but then I like knew the tone that I wanted to be able to play, but I couldn't like right. make it on the guitar. Right. And I said, and I would just sing the note, yeah. and the guy would like play it three different ways, and I'd be like that way. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, so is it George uh, Benson? Do you know that song? I have no Broadway? idea who that is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, they say the neon. He did the whole thing like he was he trying would, to tell a sing... mechanic what was wrong with his car. It's like dun dun dun. That's the that's kind of the noise it's making. No, when he played guitar, he would sing the lead at the end of that song. Uh-huh. Uh huh. When you hear like the live version, he does this whole like he plays the guitar. And anyone who's like my dad's age that's listening to this, I don't know what your, uh, what your phone is. <laughs> mostly ninety year old listeners okay. on the Hofcast. They're gonna anyone who is hearing this is like I'm not saying anything new, but like he would sing the lead, so he'd be like, sure, sing it. But then he would also play that exact same thing, and there's something so incredible about it, like the way he's kind of he's using his voice as an instrument. And I'm I really hope that I've said the name right, George Benson. George Benson, yeah. Fact check him. Fact check me, Fact folks. check Clinton Pickens. Um, yeah, I, that's how I would write sometimes, and it was kind of it was pathetic because we played one live show. We had three original songs. Our live show, we were allowed ten minutes, so we played two of the three songs, and our songs didn't have lyrics. Okay. And the night before our show, I kind of got uh, self conscious that there were no lyrics. Like we liked this music that we were playing, right. but the, you know, it's just instrumental. A point. punk song yeah. that has nothing. So I like scratch. How does the man know that you've stuck it to him <laughs> <laughs> if you don't tell him? Exactly. I I like jotted down late one night. Uh, I like jotted down some lyrics, and there was there was really even no melody because we just had the music. So there was no. Oh, you found it, George Benson. Good job. One for Clinton. Um. And uh, and Sorry, I wrote it down, and then we were playing right before, like we did a little warm up sesh, right before our gig. You're such a and <laughs> and I was like, "Hey guys, I wrote this stuff." And the other guitarist was kind of like, "Okay, that's fine. You sing this part, I'll sing this part." And and then the uh, drummer's like, "No, no, no. We, we I don't even know what you're saying right now. We're not gonna don't don't sing it. We'll just play the music. Don't sing it." I was like, "Okay." And then we played it, and I sang it. <laughs> it's just like, I, well, we started the music, and I was like, I, we look like idiots up here. Nobody's saying anything, so and just, so I you started the singing it. But I hadn't memorized the words; like I had just yeah. written them down. And I thought, well, we're not going to sing them. And but then I got weird, and so I just started singing them, just making up stuff up. Kind of. I I was basically riffing up there, and you're the Wayne Brady of uh, 2000s punk. <laughs> quite frankly, I don't know if people could tell. Like, because we were pretty loud. Right. So I don't know if people could tell that right. I was, like, hitting every third word or what. But after that, the drummer looked like I peed on his dog, and we never played again. That was it. Oh, let me just say, 
in the the biopic, which by the way, I don't know if it's called biopic or biopic whenever I like biopic. Okay. <laughs> in the biopic Sounds scientific. of your life. In the Ray. In uh-huh. your movie called Nick. Yes. Um that would be the moment I feel like if you had become a professional musician, like that'd be the moment when the drummer was like, like, don't do that. And then it just like came over you on stage and you stepped up to the mic and did it. That'd be the moment at which the audience like loses their breath and your right. as- ascension starts. Everybody's to... taking off their white t-shirt and writing <laughs> right. the lyrics on it yes. and then having a sign. <laughs> That's your like Freddie Mercury moment. Well, that didn't happen. I know. So I here know. I am as a comedian. I like to imagine that it did. <laughs> <laughs> well, and well, we, it was never going to work. Between the drummer and I, because we had disagreements on the name of the band, too. Uh, for whatever reason, I had already named the band before it even started. I was like, we're going to... And I, I was living on my dorm room floor. Uh, the lead guitarist was there. And so I was like, oh, I want to start a band. It's going to be called Chance. I just like that. Sounded like everything else. I was like, there it is. And uh, I was like, our first album will like be a guy in college trying to get girls really hard. I, like... I, no, I, there was no there was no thought in my head of trying to get a girl with a guitar. I just really was influenced. I, I was OK. I'll admit it. I was really influenced by Blink-182 and I wanted okay. to be those guys. Yeah, well, That's cool. the reason I yeah. bought a guitar my senior year of high school. I was like, well, I got to learn to play guitar if I'm ever going to be in a punk rock band. And I was like, the band's going to be called Chance. Our first album is going to be a cover of A Huge-Breasted Woman, and it's going to be called Community Chest, and, <laughs> and we're going to have, have a whole Monopoly theme. You were already too much a comedian <laughs> to be doing what you were doing. Like, you did it for a joke. You did it for a sight gag. That You know what? Looking <laughs> like, back, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> but uh, we started the band. We put up, like, things. We need a bass guitarist. We need a drummer. He's okay. like, I know a drummer. And he, he stored his drums. We must have practiced, like, ten times. Wrote these three songs. I like the three songs. Then I sang the thing, and he's like, I'm never playing with you guys again. Uh, never saw the bassist again. I don't even think I told him the band broke up. I think it's just I stopped. Yeah. emailing him or something text messaging didn't exist he's waiting he's, he's like when's our next gig guys I hope he's not listening to this billy podcast. the bassist billy billy, the bassist. billy if you're out there and you lived in mcnutt at indiana university in 2003 i think uh call me call him well let's get the band back together i wonder if uh like billy big mouth bass that thing you put on the wall that sings yeah yeah, yeah. i wonder if that that's what his, i wonder if billy that's him he's billy. the billy if billy if big looks, mouth bass. If, when he looks at it he goes he sees it as billy big mouth bass <laughs> i like it <laughs> when like, he looks up at the wall i yeah. think so i think he had an interesting sense of humor looking back i think the drummer was right about the band name chance was a little generic he wanted to go with he had seen a town and he always thought it would be a cool band name linder founding which, looking back, that's a better... It sounds kind of cool. Linder Founding, though, to me, does not sound like a punk band. That sounds like a sort of... Irish ska? Yeah, or maybe... Well, yeah, that's a good call. I, I think it could also be one of those things that you... Like a kind of a coffeehouse band. Like a... Like a well, I'm not playing no coffee house. I know you're not. I know you're Acoustic, not. unplugged... <laughs> Chance, fat chance. Fat chance. <laughs> I feel like the the most punk name for a monopoly themed punk band would be Thimble. Thimble. Yeah. Uh, okay, I like it. Yeah. Or like Thimble and Iron. Like if you took a, Thimble and Iron. Two. Of oh the, my goodness. Two of the thing. We could still do this. Iron Thimble. You like Thimble iron and Iron. Thimble. You like Thimble. Thimble and Iron better than Iron Thimble. 
What else you got? You got the car? You got the car. Everybody likes to be the car. Top the hat. Dog. We all wear top hats. <laughs> <laughs> top hat's too close to fog hat. Well, you can't. Okay. No, we're just wearing top right, hats. Right, no, I get it. But Like ZZ top But people will be hat. disappointed that think they're going to, like, people my dad's age, that their eyesight's failing, but we're fog hat fans. They okay. Will, they will, like, buy tickets online and show up to see top hat. I don't care. I don't care if they leave. that it's not fog hat. Hey, we don't need them anyway, but we're happy to have their money. You need them. <laughs> Trust me, you need the older demographic to come see So at the Iron very first of this discussion, you said, boop, boop, deep, boop. What were you? What were you saying? Clinton Pickens, proud <laughs> listener of the Hoffcast. Apparently, that is the uh, that's the theme of the Hoffcast. That is the that is how we roll. That is that is how we see life. It's okay. uh, the the opening intro. Uh, the opening song to the Hoffcast has this part that sounds like Doom Bip, and whenever my kid listened to it, he would sing Doom Bip okay. instead of the whatever the musical notes are. And so then I had him like I recorded him singing one time with it, and then I put that. So that's the intro. Okay. And so then it just became doom doom bip, and it's kind of like the world is crashing around us, but we look in the face of doom and we say bip bip. I like it. Right. Very uh, Calvin and Hobbesy. I feel my, like my my wife has listened to your podcast. I have not. Well, <laughs> tell her we're proud to have her. Thanks for thanks for supporting Clinton, baby. If you're listening. Which I know you are. <laughs> well, here, I, I don't blame you for not listening. <laughs> Shay, if you're listening to this, thank you. Can, please rate and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> it really does help, guys. Well, I, I don't blame you for not listening because you actually recorded the very first episode That's of true. the Hoffcast, and it just got lost in my hard drive somewhere. I We rambled. On purpose. We maybe rambled for 90 minutes, and I don't think we said a damn thing. <laughs> and I don't know if this one's going to be any better, but we're having more fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I enjoyed the last one. But I, I remember leaving here thinking, I have let Nick down. That is unlistenable radio. <laughs> we just did something awful. Well, there was no, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, it, it was like an experiment. You, yeah. were, you were the prototype. And now it's good to have you back. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Glad All right. Here. All right. John, dude, so we met. We met years ago at a comedy show. Yes. And you... I will always have this forever burned inside my memory about your the story of your Screen Actors Guild stage name, Johnny Helicopter Blade. Johnny Helicopter Blade. Why don't you Why don't you run down what the hell we're just talking about? Okay, so uh, the just for clarification, when we met, because I have I I think I remember our two first meetings, which yeah. were one was in a backyard. That was, we had already met. We'd already met. Yes. So the first one then was in San Diego? San Diego okay. at Mal Hall's yeah. show at the Tipsy Crow. Yes, which was a great show. It's crazy that we met two hours from here, yeah. never seeing each other in the comedy scene in Los Angeles. We had to go to a show in San, San Diego. Diego to see each other. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so Johnny Helicopter Blade. I I am just old enough that uh, in in this, like, I, I'm from the analog world, and now it's like the digital world, and so, you right. know, like, you're my age so like we we have um i'm much younger than you are you much younger you probably are 21 <laughs> oh wow you're so much younger than me. i had uh, no clue no i just i'm joking. by the way i'm probably the older than the world you. it's um, okay <laughs> i uh no so <clears throat> when i first got into the screen actors guild i had to fill out a paper form which i assume now for people who are getting into sag it's like a digital like you go online and you fill something out right right but i actually had to go down to the office and get paper right, from okay. 
and then like fill it out at home. And so then- you were in it before me then. Yeah. So yeah, when you when you do a certain amount of like commercials or TV shows uh, that are union based projects, then they at a certain yeah. point they say, okay, you yeah. have to join the union now, which is a good thing. Yes. You get insurance and things, but like there's a there's a fee, there's an entrance fee, and and now you can only do union projects. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so then- this is probably what year? Two thousand. Oh man. Eleven. Ten. Probably 2000, no, long before that. Okay. This is like 2005 or six. See, you are so much older than me. <laughs> okay, so 2005 or 2006. So you go down, get the paper, and you got to fill it out, and it says, what do you want your name to be? Yes. Like, what is your name? It says, what's your name? Not yeah. what you want it to be. Yeah, it's like, what's your name? And then uh, you put your name down, you fill out all the form, but then it gives you these three lines for your Screen Actors Guild name because so many people have the same name. Yeah, and it's or a, like a stage name, right? Stage name, and it's a long, it's a long, uh, not long. It's a huge union. Yeah, Screen Actors Guild is a giant union. So, a couple hundred thousand people, probably. Yeah, so it's like uh, they give you this thing because there is a more than good shot that you're going to write down the name of someone else who's already got a set. Card. Right. And, Sorry, there's already a Tom Cruise. <laughs> exactly, and I, um, I say this as part of that bit, and I, someone told me this, and I have never once fact checked it. Okay, and so I'm admitting this right now. And I, I've always gotten a laugh from it, uh, but I don't know actually. The facts if don't matter. If, if it gets a laugh, the facts don't matter. Uh, someone told me that Dustin Hoffman, okay, was actually Philip Seymour Hoffman's name. Philip Seymour Hoffman's real name is Dustin Hoffman. That's what, that's what someone told me. I don't. I don't All right, <laughs> I don't, now we're gonna check it here, Johnny. Keep going while I, I so, check. Yeah, it. I don't know if it's true or not, but I was like telling someone the story, and someone told me maybe they were just like you know like yanking my chain and so they were like oh that's that's his name and that he had to change it when he joined the screen actors guild because dustin hoffman was clearly already taken and i um i would so i used it on stage i would say explain this concept to the audience that like people have uh, a sag name ver- or stage name versus a regular name and I would say, because Philip Seymour Hoffman's birth name was Dustin Hoffman, okay. and Dustin Hoffman already had the name, so he went with the obvious <laughs> next choice, which is Philip Seymour. Like, if it's true, right? Like, I don't know how he got there, but Philip Seymour is so specific. Um, and so I filled out the three the, the three lines because my name is Clinton Pickens, and I on my in my stand up I talk so much about how ridiculous my name is. Right. My name is Clinton Forrest Pickens, so it's like just the most redneck name. Like it just sounds like a Civil War war general. And it's like a or reenactor at least. And I've got these three lines and I write my name and then this like stupid early twenties comedian inside me like pops up and says, Hey, you know what you should do? Clinton, you should write some like fake names on this list. So that whoever's having to file away your information and like put it into the system will get a good laugh. Like that's how desperate of a comedian. Right. I am. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. I wanted a person who I will never meet to chuckle at their desk, you know, <laughs> while they were like keying in my name. And um, so I put my name, and then for my other name, my second line, I put Clint Pickens. Like I shortened it to Clint because I thought Clint Eastwood was cool. So I was like, oh, Clint, I be Pickens. Clint Pickens. And then for the third one, that is the joke. That's the one where I was like, whoever's like Keen the Sin is going to laugh so hard when yeah, yeah, they yeah. see Johnny Helicopter Blade, <laughs> which I wrote. Um, Johnny Helicopter Blade uh, came from two things. One, 
was I worked for an insurance company and I got to read people's names all day long. Okay. Like on affidavits or things like that. And so like I I was working all day at this desk and I would read these people's names and I uh there was crazy awesome names and I would keep a sticky note of amazing people's names. I You I just liked seeing think I can't mention cool names because they're real people. Okay. But um I would see these amazing names. I'd write them down, and some of them were so tough and so amazing. And, uh, and I was always thinking, like, oh, I'm going to change my name someday to something really cool or amazing. And then I was also at the comedy store uh, on Sunset one night, and I uh, it was right after that scandal had broken with uh, Dustin Diamond. Okay, uh, and it was like he had like a sex tape that was released or whatever. Oh, okay, <laughs> and uh, Screech, Screech, uh, and one of the comedians had like watched it. And he was talking to another comedian about it because Dustin Diamond's a comic or he does stand up. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were saying like, oh, yeah, I saw it. Someone said, like, I saw it. And um, the guy goes, so how was it? And so these two guys are having this conversation and he asked him, like, how was it? And I was like, I cannot believe they're having this conversation. And the he was asking, like, how I think how was the sex tape? Sure. I guess. That's just and, two people having sex. Yeah, and then the <laughs> probably the first guy interpreted that question to mean like, how was his physique? Okay, and he said he looks good. He goes, he's hung like a helicopter blade. <laughs> he's I, hung like a helicopter blade. That's what he said. He, really? Said, he said he's hung like a helicopter blade. And then I was like, you know, if if this was a movie, the they would have racked focus to me in the foreground, like having this idea and I was like Johnny Helicopter Blade and so that was this name that I wrote down on a sticky note the next day at work and then when I got the SAG application I put that on the third that's dash. the one that came to your brain so you yeah. wrote down Johnny Helicopter Blade thinking that's not gonna be my name no this is gonna make someone laugh down Clint Pickens SAG. or Clinton yeah. Pickens it'll be one yeah. of those two and then there it's was probably not another Clinton Pickens there was two actors guess what both na- one named Clinton Pickens and one named and Clint one named Clint Pickens neither of them lived in LA okay they both lived out of town and um and but Clinton Pickens so I had so to, you got your third choice yeah, I got my third choice I was Johnny Helicopter Blade with the Screen Actors Guild so every year you get your mail and it says Johnny Helicopter Blade on it no 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 does your SAG card the, say Johnny Helicopter it Blade not anymore. what the so hell the original uh, Clinton Pickens he died he I think he passed got it yeah and so how I got dare it. he I got it boy that really him dying really ruins your day I mean I. Uh, for the sake of the joke on stage, I still tell the joke, and for the wait, sake wait. of it... So they bumped you up? No. Oh, eventually, yeah. They said, guess what? It's available. Hey, Johnny, Johnny. good news. <laughs> you no longer have to show 3ID at the Bank of America to Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be a check. pain in the yeah. ass to get paid. Otherwise, it's totally worth it to keep it. It was, uh... No. Otherwise, I would have said, no, I'm good. I don't need to be upgraded to my real name. It, uh, yeah, it was for a long time. It was my name. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I remember your action uh, career could the, have taken like, off the second AD or the people who were in charge, like on the set of a commercial or something. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah. Shoot, they had to have me fill out the paperwork at the end of the day. Yeah, like they would like look at it. So that that stupid infantile thing. Tom Cruise, oh. Brad Pitt, those things can happen. Johnny Helicopter Blade is not exactly. real like, ever. I wanted someone at SAG to just giggle when they yeah. saw it. That's all I wanted. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Because when I got it, I think they probably thought this idiot is going to pay for this. And so when I would book these commercials and these guys would have me fill out paperwork at the end of the day, yeah. they would be like writing the thing and they would say, cause they would have met me as Clinton. They would have talked to me all day yeah, as yeah. Clinton. And then they would, the paperwork would be in front of them and they'd be like, 
uh, what? What? Why What's is your name? On? And so I had to I had to explain it a thousand times to all these people, and then eventually I started telling the joke. I would have I would have required the second AD to call me Johnny Helicopter Blade. John, somebody can somebody tell Johnny Helicopter Blade to get over to wardrobe. Helicopter Blade to set. Helicopter Blade to set. Ladies and gentlemen, Helicopter Blade is arriving. <laughs> that would be awesome. By the way, looked it up. Philip Seymour Hoffman. There's no evidence here that his okay. name is Dustin Hoffman. That was a lie. So somebody lied to you before you could look things up on your phone and call Bull. Yeah, I mean it was. Obviously, the internet existed when I was told that, but I didn't check it. By the way, I I believe, like, it's possible that I haven't found it, and his real name is Dustin Hoffman, but I haven't found it. I've looked at several sources now on the old Google machine, and um, and I don't think it is because I worked with him. You worked he with cast me Hoffman? in a commercial. What? He cast me in a commercial what? back in 2013. Uh, oh, my gosh. Look right here. I've got... I've got it uh, earmarked on my uh, on my computer. Ad of the day: People's United Bank. Philip Seymour Hoffman brings a subtle humanity to his first work as a commercial director. And I thought maybe there'd be a picture here. Maybe they've taken it down since. But uh, yeah, I was in this commercial. And when I went and I had the first audition, it was just a regular like there's just a guy with a camera in there. Do this, okay? There you go. And then when I went for the callback, everybody's like. Going in and coming out and going in, but then it, it was at 200 South La Brea, that big casting huge, studio, huge place, yeah. and they call you into that like little hallway right before you go mm-hmm. into the door, and the, moat, uh, the talent moat. And the guy go, <laughs> I said, "Hey, is is the script still here?" And they go, "Oh, you're not going to be doing the script. Uh, the director's in there. He just wants to kind of get a feel for you. You know, he's just going to talk to you. Um, so uh, he's in there right now. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman going in." And I was like, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> I looked at him, I like, my, uh, the doorknob was already halfway turned when right. he goes, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman going in. I was like, wait, that's what? A, and I opened the door, assistant. and there he is, and he stands up. It's me and this girl that are going in, and we were talking before, and uh, and we both go in, and there he is, oh and he, he stands up, he comes over to shake our hand, and he goes, hey, Phil. And I go, Nick. And we shake hands, and at first I was like, your name's not Phil. Like your name's Dustin. <laughs> your name's Dustin, <laughs> sir. Excuse me, sir, but you are Dustin Hoffman. No, uh, but in my head, like it was Philip. And when he said Phil, I almost said that's not your name, because I thought, is this the first test? Like, if I say the wrong name, will he? Will you call me out? Because you know who I am. Right. Like, I wondered, is this some sort of mind screw? But then I did the math. Phil, Philip, that makes sense. Checks out. Okay. <laughs> <He's> probably... <laughs> you must have been feeling very tense for that to Dude, taken I, that long. <laughs> all of these thoughts, like, were crammed into <laughs> about <laughs> a, one and a half seconds. I get that. And, uh, That's amazing. And so we were in there. We were talking. And uh, the gal that I was in there with had just told me that she was deaf in one ear. And so she wanted to stand on one side. But when we went in there, I was like, Oh, I'll get on this side of you. And they're like, no, no, no. We like you the on that side. And I go, Oh, was she? And, and then she goes, <laughs> and there was this awkward sense where I was like, maybe I shouldn't say that she's deaf right. in one ear. And, and all of a sudden, and we had a big laugh about it and ended up getting cast in it. Did she get cast? She did not get cast. <laughs> <laughs> <Way to go>. <laughs> <Jerk>. <laughs> Poor old one ear. She didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but we did the commercial. I feel bad to this day. Uh, you know, he's since passed. Yes. Uh, but um, like he he was hanging out a lot. Like I feel like most directors they don't 
talk to the actors a lot. Right. Like they kind of come up two minutes before you're about to do your take and they tell you what they want and then you do it and then you're gone and they don't look right. at you anymore. Right. Uh, he was like hanging around. Like maybe he just was like, these, I'm an actor. These are yeah. actors. This is what I want to be around. And he was hanging around. And then we finished my part before lunch and we all walked to get lunch together. And as that was happening, I got a call and I answered it. And it's my friend who sometimes brings me like, brings me on to like be a PA on, mm-hmm. on set. And she's like, Hey, we need someone right now. Are you available? And I was like, yeah. And so instead of sitting down for lunch with Philip Seymour Hoffman, I went and I worked on a different set, well, that was a uh, like grabbing people's coffee and stuff. <laughs> was, uh, in my head, I was, was like, a, hey, let me make an extra 200 bucks. Look at me pulling a, a double here. Huge mistake. I could have <laughs> influenced him, kept him off drugs. We'd have been best friends. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's where I was going. Probably he'd still <laughs> be like, making movies today and I'd not taken that $200 in my lunch to go. Uh, no, you did the right thing. That's You're a hustler, man. You're a Hollywood Ugh. hustler. Well, who that's knows? Like Maybe it'd have been like, like actually, Nick, you're perfect to play my younger brother for something. I've never done that. Okay. Was that even close? You know that was not good, that close. You know who does a good Philip Seymour Hoffman impression? Who? Josh McDermott. Josh McDermott? He does a killer Philip Seymour Hoffman impression. Really? Yeah. But I, I can see that. He can't really use it anymore. No. No, it's useless. But it's he, The fact that I've been cast by Philip Seymour Hoffman is still on my bio, and I wonder how many years I would actually, that has left here's another person that actually died turn, and made my life harder i would turn all of your resumes to landscape and then in the biggest print that'll fit on the page just put cast by philip cast Hoffman. by philip yeah. Seymour hoffman so soon after he won the oscar he was like this is the best commercial acting i've seen i'm gonna I, listen that's that's epic that's a big that's a big hollywood story like that's uh did you see charlie wilson's war you know he is him and Tom Hanks. Yeah, he is so good in that movie. He's good in I mean, he's good in every, every movie. movie that he does. Yeah, but it's like, and I actually, I think a lot of people maybe don't aren't crazy about Charlie Wilson's War, but it's maybe one not. of my favorites. Like, I, okay. I think it's great and for having Tom Hanks and Philip Seymour, and and the female lead was big too, wasn't it? Julia Roberts is in Julia it. Roberts yeah. for having those people in it. It didn't do that as well. Maybe yeah. it maybe it did well financially, Beatty's but you don't it. hear about it. Yeah, it's who is I think Ned Beatty is in it. Warren. Ned. Ned? <laughs> Who's Ned Beatty? Ned Beatty, the actor. Am I saying Yeah, his but name who is too? it? Uh, you're making me question myself. Is his real name Dustin Hoffman? No, from like... Uh, Ned Beatty? Yeah, from like... Uh, the uh, Ned Beatty? My phone is going insane. Is there, uh, from Deliverance. Let me look this up. Yeah. Oh, that guy? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ned yeah. Beatty. Yeah, the, he plays... Uh, what? He's an old dad in something. Probably in everything. He's in everything. Well, that's not an, that's that's no Julia Roberts. He's an American treasure. Yeah, we, we're sitting here saying Tom Hanks, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Julia Roberts, and you're like, and Ned Beatty. <laughs> I think I think I think there's some people mad at you right now. They're listening to this. They're they're saying like, nobody's mad at me right Ned now. Ned Beatty there is. is. He played at, Doc Long in Charlie Wilson's War. But look, uh, you're okay. You just said that as you're scrolling. You the listeners, Rudy. See. He's Rudy's dad. He's right? scrolling past. Uh, he's yes. Rudy's dad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's where I know. Him he's scrolling from. past thousands of like amazing credits. He's been in a ton of movies These and are, TV shows. Yeah, but like Deliverance. But it's like you said. What's uh? <laughs> you just listed him amongst like three oh, American treasures. Deliverance is the first one. Deliverance was the first thing he was in. Yeah. Was he one of the secos? 
Go and look at No, his, he was one of the robo yeah, he's guys. The, he's one of the guys killed yeah. early. Go right? look at his awards. Let's see what awards he's won. Let's look at he Ned He hasn't won. Ned Beatty has won, nominated for one Oscar, two wins, five nominations. Was he nominated for Deliverance? Barely there. Probably not. Network. Uh, network. Yes. Oh, my best he was support, a network. Ned best Beatty actor a... in a supporting role. Yes. He was a nominee. Did He, he won Network's for fantastic. Master of Cinema at the River Run International Film Festival. Yeah. Doesn't say what he did, but there he was. Okay, Ned Beatty. Yeah, he's in things. Oh, but Ned he's Beatty. no. That that's like naming. Uh, let's pick out a movie here. We got. Uh, uh, if you let's just point at your wall. We, Ned Beatty's here. in it. No, Home Alone. Ned okay, Beatty. you got Macaulay Culkin. You got Joe Pesci. You got. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Are you putting Macaulay Culkin in the same category? No, no, as no. Ned but Beatty? in terms of this movie. Then you've got uh, what's what's the mom's name? Oh, uh, she's up there with the, the most amazing comedic Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara, uh, and then that's like all of a sudden throwing Buzz's name in there, and it's got the guy that played Buzz. Although he's Tim making Allen? he's making a comeback. No, Tim Allen wasn't in that. Not Buzz Lightyear. Oh, <laughs> he jagwad. Uh, no, uh, that guy's making oh. a comeback. Buzz, the guy that played Buzz in Home Alone. He's making a comeback. He's making a comeback. He's been in some big things recently. Well, let's have a look. Home Alone. I, it would have been a better reference had I been able to come up with his name right on the spot. Right. But then you guys have been like, "Well, you kind well, of undercutting no your baby. whole thing." Why is Jim Gaffigan standing behind Kevin McAllister? Uh, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern. Like, these people are all John Hurd, R.I.P., uh, Catherine O'Hara. I don't know who Robert's Blossom is. Marley? Oh, Old Man Marley? How does he get fifth billing? Um, he he uh, saved him where, in the end. Devin Ratray. Ratray. Uh, played Devin. Buzz. Here he is. He's making a comeback in Nebraska, R.I.P.D., Masterminds. Whoa. Like, all of a sudden, the, the TV series Hustlers. Tick. Hustlers. Just came out. He's, like, making a comeback. Wow. Devin Ratray. His last name sounds like something Scooby-Doo says. Like, Ratray. Ratray. Like, I mean, he kind of went away 97 to 2001. That was a hard stretch for him. And then he's doing little things here and there. But he actually, I've recognized him in a couple things recently. He has a lot of credits. He has like a, I mean, that looks like a Ned Beatty list. I mean, he's no Ned Beatty. He is no Ned Beatty. (laughs) I'm just going to confirm that. No one is a Ned Beatty. Oh, May's checking you out through the glass. How's it going, man? She's doing a dance, <laughs> and she's out. Um, okay, well, we've covered this. It's I don't. I, I think you would have been safe uh, not changing your name, but uh, no, you weren't. You had to go three. What would you? It, had you known they were going to choose Johnny Helicopter Blade, would you have chosen something different? Yes. What would you have gone with? C pick. Um, well, there was a story about when I first uh, went to my first agent. Okay. My first commercial agent. Gotcha. Um, and which how did you get your first commercial agent did you just uh, submit well i got actually i'm glad you asked that question so it's actually my second this story is about my second commercial agent my first commercial agent was when i first your moved mom? to town i booked a pilot for a tv show for fox just out of nowhere out of nowhere i was in just a, walking by the fox I building they're in, like we like how you walk it was a very hollywood thing i was in an acting class and uh the uh other students in the class there was a guy who was there and he was prepping for a pilot that he had sold. 
Okay. It was like an improv sketch, an improv-based show. So it wasn't like a scripted show. Gotcha. Per se. There was uh, scripts for the sketches. And he's like, I like your style, kid. And I was just cutting up in class. Like, I was always, like, like trying to make people laugh. Gotcha. I didn't know. I was doing stand-up. Uh, I was doing, like, potluck at the comedy store at the time. Right. And I had done a little bit of stand-up in college, but I didn't know that I was, like, going to be a stand Like, that I wanted to be a stand-up at that time. Okay. And um, not that I am now necessarily in the same way, but, like, I was always making people laugh in class. And... I would always like uh, get laughs in these kind of pregnant pauses in dramatic scenes. Like I would, oh yeah, I would like do. I would say something really dark that they had given. You know, they give me these like really melodramatic right. script to read with a, a person in class that you you meet at their apartment and you run lines <laughs> and then you go to class and then it's always something that like I if you can picture I'm like twenty two or twenty three I'm like. I look like a child. I'm completely yeah. baby faced. Like I, I don't, I'm not even having to shave at this point in time. And I am in class and there's a girl opposite of me who is like 27, but she looks like maybe 30 or 31. Ugh. She's like, she's like Botox. Been a rough already. couple of years. Yeah. Oof. She's like Hollywood's already just beat the crap out of her. And, and so, yeah, and it's so, gotta be really, it's hard for everybody, but it must be really hard for girls. And so she's like a foot taller than me. And we're doing this scene from like, I don't know, basic instinct or something where I have to play like this. Basic like, instinct. This, <laughs> did you get to pick that one? Glenn? No, no, like, but we're going like, to do the sex scene from basic instinct just for acting one Oh one. Just get into it. We're just given this like dark, uh, monologue, like uh scene. And I have to say, and I don't, this is, if anyone is a Basic Instinct fan that's listening to this, I'm going to say something wrong. But, like, basically, I had to say some dark line to this girl, like, you know, like, uh, your brother is dead. I'd rather, like, die than go to bed with you. You're nothing but a harlot. Like, whatever. Sure. Whatever thing. And I'm trying to, like, channel Michael Douglas and do, like, whatever. And I uh, (laughs) say my line, and then there's just this long pause. And And then everyone just starts laughing. Okay. And so, and so this guy saw you and he's like, I like you. Yeah, We're so going to put like, you in this pilot. Yeah. And so he, he, he brings me to um, an audition. I had never done any improv at this point. I had signed up for the Groundlings at this point, but I hadn't started classes. And he brings me to a, an all-improv audition. And the people in the audition were people I recognized from Mad TV. Wow. And all these like shows. And I was like completely terrified. And <laughs> I... Uh, I went into the audition and I had to do improv with a group of people and I had a really good afternoon and I booked the pilot and we did like wow. months. We did months of um, training with this uh, this guy from Second City Chicago who came out to coach us and teach us all this stuff. Uh-huh. So my improv skills got way better really quick because I was with all these people who were much better to, better than us, better than me. And um, then when it came time to negotiate the contract – I went to the lead on the show who had basically gotten me all of this so far. And I was like, I don't have an agent. And he was like, what? He what? Was, he was so appalled. <laughs> How'd you even get in here? Still don't. And, uh, I was like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have an agent. And he was like, Oh, well, I mean, any agent will take, take you, you 10%. down. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you've got this pilot. And I was like, okay. And he said, here, call this guy. And he gave me this agent's name. Uh, his name was Eddie Winkler. And he was uh, he was a commercial youth commercial agent at Acme what? at the time. Why would that guy send you there? Don't know. 
And so he sent me over there. A fox and, pilot could have gotten you in any door. They'd have been a, like, yes, come here. I was a dummy. Like, I had no clue what I was doing. And so I just went, oh, sure. And he was a very nice guy. And so he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take you on. I'll negotiate this this one contract for you, and then I'll send you out on commercials. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah. And so, because I, I didn't know that I should be like, I need a theatrical agent. Like, uh, so Eddie sent me out on a few commercials, and then... I was at, I was too old to be in the youth division, but I looked very young. Okay, and so I would go out for like high schoolers a lot. Whatever came with the Fox pilot. Uh, Fox pilot like shot and never. You shot the pilot. Shot the pilot. And not, never aired. Nothing ever happened with it. Never picked up. Never ordered. Never. Have you ever seen it? Uh, like I think I saw one like screening thing of it. Okay, but like, but it doesn't exist anywhere that I don't you have exists. access. I don't to. have a copy of it. Yeah, they they probably just vaulted it somewhere. Yeah, I don't know where it's at, and um. So Eddie kept me on after the pilot like tanked, and then he um, dropped me eventually. And then so the second agent, I sent out. So this is where the name this goes comes back in. The, yeah, this goes back to the analog thing. I sent out 180 headshots. Mm-hmm. I stuffed envelopes back when you had to have yeah, a headshot. I mailed physical copy. physical headshots to 180 Oof, people. I'm so glad that's done. Two two agencies out of the 180, out of 180? contacted me. Okay. Um, one of them, the guy refused to meet in person and only wanted to do a phone call. Gotcha. And I called him and he said that he would like allow me to pay him to represent me, Aye. which I knew enough to know that like everyone like tells you before you move out to Hollywood, like now, nah, like if someone is asking you for money, if a man pulls out his penis, <laughs> right, you, you don't have to do anything. You rube. <laughs> yeah. Like... Uh, so I was just like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pay this guy money. This is a scam. And so right. I, I went to the second Good. one, uh, and they were uh, like a legit commercial agency. And I went in and, and they, um, they took me on and then nice. they asked me in the meeting, uh, the, there was, it was a guy and a, as a man and a woman and the man said, uh, <laughs> that name, what are we going to do about this Clinton name? Pickens. He's like, that is, is that like a real name? Is that, this is awful. He's like, did you make that up? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have such a crappy name? And I said, uh, like, I like, kind of just returned really quickly, and I went, "Oh no, yeah, no, that's that's my stage name. My birth name is Bruce Willis." <laughs> and he laughed really hard. And he was like, "Oh, I like it. Clinton Pickens will keep it." All right. And then that was, wow. Yeah. Okay. I never thought about changing my name at all, but I, I could have maybe done better. I know you got a good name. It's, it's all right. You know what I don't like about it, especially going in for auditions during the slate where you have to say your name. It runs together like it's Russian when I say, my name is Nick Hoff. It sounds like one thing. My name is Nikolf. They're always like, what? Right. What did you say? I'm like, Nick Hoff. So I have to do this pregnant pause. My name is Nick Hoff. And I don't know. I think. Wait, Maybe it's more in my head. Yeah. Maybe people hear it and they don't, it they don't think sounds, anything about it. It probably just sounds very confident. Like, I, I've noticed that for some reason when I say my name really quickly and casually, I say, like, uh, my name is Clinton Pickens. And people say, Glenn what? Yeah. And I Clinton Pickens is not an ordinary name. Yeah. So it's not Bill Smith. I will say when I go into Slate for uh, an audition, uh, like a commercial or something, I'll say, my name is Clinton Pickens. I do the exact same thing. Yeah. You I do a, a very Clinton over enunciated. Yeah. There, there, I went in for one one time where there was a, the director was Australian and he wanted to know, he like asked me what my name was several times because I guess Nick Hoff in in Australia is like telling someone to F off. To F off, yeah. It's like, nick off, you hey. wanker. Right. Whatever. Wanker's not a... Go ahead and nick off, won't you? Yeah. 
Right it's exactly here. like, look at that. Many talents Listen. also can do a killer Australian a accent. great Australian accent right here. Um, by the way, you're charging your phone here, and you have no internet on your phone. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. You are one of the few, the proud. You have an iPhone. You didn't go, like most people that are like, you know what, screw the internet, go flip phone just to really stick it to the <laughs> man. But you still out. bought into the giant conglomerate uh but you, but you're like, but you turned off the internet, look, where you don't look get at the this thing right cell here. phone. Plan. Look at this little trick. Uh, when I when I press this button three times, uh huh. Right. Oh, this is yeah. You did grayscale for those of you that you know. You got a smartphone <laughs> and it's beautiful and it's got all these vibrant colors. You can like go into the settings, deep into the caverns of the settings, deep. and turn off all the color just so it's less pretty and you don't you're not enamored by it. I uh, have an addictive personality, and so I I can't like. I can't have the internet because I will. You, I will. You'll be on your phone. All I will day waste long. all my time. I can't. Yep. And the, that's most read, people, by the way. My wife read that the colors on the phone are like the stimulus is like for most people. It's is, real. Is it's like a thing. Yeah. And so she figured out how to like set our phones up to where we could do this grayscale, and it kind of works when it's on the grayscale. It's not as pretty. You it's, don't. It's not, not as enticing going into yeah. it all the time. So just don't use it. It's not as much of a time suck. And then La- I um, last time we hung out, you showed me that. And I went on Sarah's phone and I changed it without her knowing. She get mad. And she picked up her phone. She's like, oh, "No, well, it was only like a month old." She's like, "What? What happened? Who did the kids touch my? What's going on?" And I, was, I was just over there giggling. The uh, the other thing that I'm surprised you didn't mention is this is an iPhone SE. It is a different. It is. It's a small, it's a, different shape. It's yeah, when it was shaped differently. It's the same shape as the iPhone five, and uh, most, so that is a five. Yeah, well, no, it's an SE. So What's an SE? SE mean? came out after the five. Oh, it's it, after. It has the five. a more advanced operating system inside of it. See, pick Johnny Helicopter Blade. Yeah, uh-huh. it's after the five, but now it's completely outdated. Uh, yeah, but the you probably couldn't the get thing on the about this phone is it's so polarizing. When I take it out of my pocket, there is a personality type in this world. There's a person who will see this, and it happens to me all the time. And they'll they'll, they'll go, what? Like they look at me as though I'm a, like a leper. They'll say like, "What is wrong? Why would you have that? It is so old." Like people get yeah. so upset. Some people might think it's retro and kind of cool, though. Yeah, they, those, right? people, those people never reach out. Those to people me. don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, they... Those people aren't saying things at the coffee shop. However, other SE users, other iPhone five or SE users that still have theirs. Is the it's the Look opposite. They'll, they'll, they'll they like give you a wink across the room as though like, those are the same types club. of people that yeah. I see. Like when I see a Nebraska license plate, yes, I'm like, hey, brother. But I've got the California, so they just look at me like I'm looking at them weird. True story. My wife and I are at a barbecue at a friend's house in Burbank, and Didn't people uh, ever start their th- fake story. <laughs> I was at this barbecue. Uh, this, is, this is a complete lie. No um, barbecue. Yeah, no. We're at this barbecue in Burbank. Uh, it's like a Sunday afternoon, and I take out my phone to look at something, and a guy at the party goes, whoa, hey, Grandpa, nice phone, like making fun of how old my phone is. Yeah. Just just like don't know, doesn't know me that well, just starts ripping on me for the technology that I'm carrying around. Okay. And, and he's like, uh, I mean, have you heard that there's new phones, or how do you start that one, like with a crank? Like he's just like, he's just like doing All a type five. All the old Jaguar yeah. jokes. Yeah. And then um, this other guy walks over and goes, oh, is that the iPhone SE? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, pulls his out of his pocket and goes, I'm an SE guy. And I went, <laughs> I went, oh, sweet. There's and, seven of you. And he, go, he says, um, he goes, you know, there's more technology in this phone than in the Apollo spacecraft. 
And I go, you know, I heard someone say that before. And I was like, I always kind of question whether or not that's true. And he goes, I was an astronaut. <laughs> was his name Dustin Hoffman? Uh, no, he was a, he was, turns out he's like a friend's father has been off of the earth. Yeah. He's an astronaut. And so the guy who wow. was making fun of me for my iPhone SE walked away from the conversation because an astronaut walked up and an astronaut, <laughs> an astronaut liked my phone. Look at you. Yeah. You're just rubbing elbows with astronauts. With astronauts, man. Look at you. All right. All right. iPhone SE. I'm an SE guy. <laughs> I'm an SE guy. <laughs> I'll SE you later. Nice. Nice. Oh, and uh, I was going to bring this up. I'm, I'm looking at uh, this card you got me. Oh, yeah. This uh, nice Christmas. little. So they were just giving these out. Okay. Clinton ate at Chick-fil-A before he got here, and they gave you a card with two like coupons for free ice cream and a, and a, a greeting card to give to somebody. Yeah. Well, so I think that I went. There's a video online, and I went. And what did you order there? The video. Uh, did you order something special with the like? No, I just ordered some nuggets. But the uh, the thing you're supposed to fill in like a it's like a coupon that you, book that like you would give right. your parents when you were a kid at Christmas. I know she didn't. It's like you, I'll clean my room. Yeah, you gave me this card is good for one hug or meaningful eye contact. Yes. I was <laughs> I was looking at it and I was, I'll take the eye contact. Okay. Uh, should we do that right now? Yeah, let's. All let's right. Do it. Show me what meaningful let's, let's, means. Okay. <clears throat> All right, he's looking down. He's he's doing something weird with his eyes. He just looked up at me. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. He stared into my soul, yeah. and he saw yeah. the horrors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I should have taken the hug. I just I should have taken I, the hug. When I looked at you just then, I saw. Me. I just saw all the lyrics to the songs you wrote. Uh, oh, they were with, probably great. They, write them down. <laughs> I forget what they were. I could still play the parts on guitar, but uh, I, I don't know what the lyrics were. Um, I'm a little bummed out that this isn't good for like. Uh, I always want a, a back massage. Like people make oh, fun right. of that as like a gift, like the the person that forgot to get you something, <laughs> then like gives you a coupon book for like for like a back massage. Back massage. Yeah, I would be so stoked to get a back massage gift coupon. I would uh, never give you a back massage because is that real? Like, is that real that I wouldn't do? Give right. You a back yeah. I After the way you just looked at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, I'm clearly a great actor, but uh, I <laughs> booked pilot. I feel like if I gave you a back massage, my my wife would be so upset not because like n- no sense of uh, you're leaving me for a man right it would be more about all the time she's asked me to give her a back massage that i've also not done it do you say no to her if she says will you rub my back you say you know what i'm good she asks um all the time constantly <laughs> so i i i used to tell her all the time i was like baby i love you pick your battles like i can't do it all the time if i shay if you're listening you don't have to put up with this. <laughs> He's I, giving me coupons for hugs and eye contact. I give her meaningful eye contact constantly, but the uh, I'm not even putting out <laughs> the 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 massage. If I if I rubbed her shoulders every time she wanted me to, um, we wouldn't we would have starved to death because we wouldn't have time to eat. We would just. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. I used to do that. I used to like look at Sarah. I, I used to have like really bad ankles. Like my ankles would be sore all the time. So I'd, I wouldn't want to back rub. I'd lay down on my back and ask her to roll, roll my your, ankles. Roll, roll just roll ankles, them. Like, just like, just take the foot and move it in every direction. Do you want to hear my, for whatever reason that felt really good. My poppy ankles. I don't know if it'll show up on the podcast. I'll put the mic down. Here, I'll put both mics down. Okay. Here. Hold on. Hey, he's got poppy ankles. Okay, here we go. This is a Hofcast exclusive. I think I think that probably registered. You think, you think that registered? Hold on, let, can you do it again I'll on see command? If I can do it again. Hold on, hold on one second. This is a Hofcast exclusive. Oh, this one wasn't, wasn't as good. As good. Hopefully, as good. the first one showed up. 
my ankles when I walk upstairs. Since I was a child, it sounds like I'm stepping on potato chips. It's just yeah. Like, Why? Did you do something to your ankles? Don't know. I mean, I, I took tap dancing until I was like 18. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can get into that if that's, you want. Jeez, um, uh, I think that's a whole nother podcast. The, uh, I was I was a tap dancer for a long time, and so I. But I don't think that I think my there's a lot of this already tap dancing. A lot of going. a lot of hand flailing, and um, if you're good, Raquel Welch. Same <laughs> time. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a great reference. I just watched that episode the other day. The, um, but I went to the doctor because my – I would, like, walk up the stairs at my friend's houses. My, we lived in, like, a one-story house. But I'd go to a friend's house and walk up the stairs, and it would just sounded horrific. And my friend's mother was like, I think you need to get that checked out. Like, that sounds serious. Okay. And um, I told my parents and my mom, I think, maybe just didn't want to be the bad mom who didn't take me to the doctor for it. And was like, <laughs> yeah, let's let's go. You're, you're probably fine. So we went to, like, a specialist, and – um. Because I have really jacked up knees, too. And I... Sounds like you have weak hinges. Yeah, I know. He looked at my x-rays and everything, and then the doctor like walked in and goes, Clinton, you have what we call poppy ankles. <laughs> Is that a technical term, doctor? I was, I, was, I was young, but I was insulted. I was like, thanks. Thanks, doc. What got you into tap dancing? Uh, I loved Fred Astaire. Okay, when I was a kid. so you chose. I chose. You went to your parents and like yes, really liked to get into this tap oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. until eighteen, starting when? Uh, off and on until eighteen, but starting like fourth grade. Fourth grade, so you're ten ish. Yeah, yeah. So for about eight years, you're into tap dancing. Yes. Can I, at, at risk of offending you? Yeah, there's nothing and and alienating. I don't know uh, what point oh one percent of the audience. Gonna, are you going to punch me like the other I high school? I don't see any point of tap dancing. It's well, one of those things that I, when I would see it on TV or something, I'd be like. Well, this is a completely useless thing that's happening right now. It's like one of those skills that means nothing. It's like a person that can wiggle their ears. You might as well be up there wiggling your ears. Well, in my, in my opinion, opinion, does that? Oh, I did offend you. My, no, 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 no. My opinion is that tap dancing has to be more entertaining than wiggling someone's ears. Like, I know because it's like a percussive. Like I also was. A It'll dr- take me I, for about ten seconds. I played the drums okay. in high school, like in that's the marching way band, and so like I, I loved. Um, I love like There's no tap dancers in marching band. <laughs> I'm just saying that yeah, it's, like, it's musical. Like tap dancing is musical. Right. Like, it's the actually the only form of dance I think. So all dance is rhythmic, but it's the only form of dance that's that's that percussive where okay. you are like playing the drums with your feet. Essentially somebody just heard a horse clip clopping down the <laughs> the town square and they're like, "What if I put metal on my shoes?" I oh, was that Kermit the Frog? I don't know what it was. Oh, that was amazing. It was um, a thing. I heard a thing on NPR the other day about like the the root of tap dancing in the Americas, and because uh, it's like an Irish, I believe that uh, form yeah. of dance. Um, uh, I, I think Michael and, Flatley, Lord of the Dance. Oh my gosh, have you ever seen that? Nope. Incredible. He's doing some weird dancing. I'm not into it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're such a. I tapped out. At MC Hammer. He's such a tap hater. MC Hammer didn't tap dance. If MC Hammer had tap shoes, though, that might be entertaining. Do you think that... Uh, Can't touch well, he, just that, he just did that shuffle. <laughs> Can you imagine doing the shuffle in parachute pants with tap shoes? Listen, it would be too legit. He would have made Fred Astaire look like oh, no. Fred Arnett. Fred is... <laughs> Fred, Fred Armisen. Armisen. <laughs> Fred Arnett. I got Will Arnett and Fred Armisen confused. Uh, that's something the world doesn't need is Fred Arnett. <laughs> the, um, I, I think Fred Astaire was a 
epic performer. Okay. Like, I, yeah. I think Fred Astaire. We still know his name today. Fred Astaire was. I'll give you that. The, he was amazing. If you go. And but he was singing too, right? Wasn't there singing? He was singing. He was acting. He was dancing. Was he singing in the rain? Uh, he was not singing in the rain, no. Okay. Who's that? That is Gene Kelly. Gene. Is that a girl? Uh, that's a guy. Sounds like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I keep mentioning actors that that you that I I have obviously the movie taste of my grandparents. That's okay. I I you know what I like all those old movies too, but I get people confused. <laughs> Gene Kelly, I could have sworn that was a uh, Grace Kelly. That's a girl. Grace Kelly, Princess Grace. I don't know what. Okay, <laughs> that means nothing to me. Okay. Princess Grace was she a princess? Yeah, like for real. Uh huh. And then she became an actress? No, she was an actress, became princess, quit acting. Who did she marry? Uh, Monaco. Uh, Prince of Monaco? <laughs> uh, Prince Waldorf, Randolph, something like that. Eh, Prince... You're so full of... No, look it up. Randolph, now... you reached for your phone almost. Prince... Uh... An internetless phone. Uh, okay, Prince so Grace Eric Kelly Indorf. is who we're talking about? Yeah. By the way, have you heard that song, Grace Kelly? Grace Kelly, Princess of Monaco by marrying Prince Rainier. Rainier. The third. <laughs> I knew he was named after a volcano. <laughs> Mount Rainier? Is that a volcano? It's a mountain. Okay. It's a mount. It's up in I, Seattle. I just it's feel like people one. are going to listen to this podcast and think that we're idiots because- Well, they're going to be right. We haven't gotten Hopefully, we're right entertaining yet. idiots. <laughs> That's my hope, okay. okay? I don't care if people are laughing at me or with me. It's a laugh. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. I'm sorry to everyone who- is a huge Prince Rainier historians. No, are... Grace Kelly. There's a song by uh, what's his name? It's like a one name uh, Grace Kelly song. What is it? Is that if I Google Grace Kelly song, are all her songs going to show up? Oh, she did sing. Um, Grace Kelly song. It's there. He is Mika. Mika. He's like a British or French guy. He's kind of a weirdo, but uh, I like that song. I like Mika. Grace Kelly. I like that you knew that that guy Mika had a song called Grace Kelly. Well, that's... But you didn't know that she was... Princess? Princess. Like, that's, I think, a huge piece of pop culture history. Okay, well, now I know it. <laughs> now I know it's Princess of Monaco by Ma- marrying Mount Rainier III. Mount Rainier III. <laughs> Count Rainier. Count, I wish he was Count Rainier. Count Rainier would be <laughs> epic. Dude, Clinton, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Did, for did I leave me. something untied? Did we leave? I don't know. We kind of were have, all over the board. You have other questions that you didn't ask? No, but okay. uh, I'd love to have you tap dance at the end of this. Do you still have shoes? Do you oh, still yeah. have tap I shoes? I still got shoes. Really? Yeah, I've they're, they're up in, in the closet. closet. They're in the shoe rack of my closet. And how many times a year do you put them on and Never. go, check this out, Shay? I tried them on. Tick, 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 tick. It's 6 a.m., Clinton. <laughs> Knock yeah. it off. I tried them on earlier this year to see if they still fit, which I don't know why they wouldn't because my feet haven't changed that much. And then. Um, I I went into we have like hardwood in our apartment and I went in uh-huh. to the living room and I've lost it all. It's all really gone. it's all, all gone. gone. You know what I would love is for you to listen to the opening track of the Hoffcast and try and do a musical interpretation of the intro music to the Hoffcast via tap with, via tap okay. shoes. All right. And I w- you can email it to me and I'll throw it right in the trash because nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> 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 Sure. Oh, man. Uh, Guys, thank you for listening. Uh, if you are in the Midwest, I've got some tour dates coming up. Uh, December 20th and 21st, Chicago people. I know it's a far out suburb, but it doesn't matter. It's only an hour drive. Get out there to Aurora at the Comedy Shrine. Tickets are available on my website, nickhoff.com. Aurora and is beautiful this time of for year. For those of you who are in Spokane, Washington, it's been a little bit since I've been up there. I've got some brand new jokes. I'm coming up. I'm going to be up there 
on Valentine's Day doing the 10 p.m. show at the Spokane Comedy Club. Tickets are on sale right now. You can get those as well on NickHoff.com. Spokane um, is beautiful this time of year. And the Comedy Club is awesome. And I'm headlining the 10 o'clock show on Valentine's Day. You're going to do something for Valentine's Day anyway. Might as well you go see comedy. You might as well go dinner and a comedy show. I'm the 10 o'clock one. Get your tickets now. Don't make me look like an idiot out there all alone. Won't you be Nick's Valentine's? Come out, Spokane. Be outspoken. <laughs> oh, oh that, I'm going to cut that out. Oh, I'm gonna they're cut never going to come. Spokane, I love you. <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening. I'll catch you next week. Doom, doom, bip. Doom, doom, bip. <laughs> <laughs>